podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense. Or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish football podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Alright, welcome to the Whistleblowers, our first back in person for quite some time, maybe, I don't know, February, March. Mark, you might have actually been in there. Mr. Mark Webster is joining us. I can't believe that, you know, that, that we aren't nearly in touching distance. It's, it, of course, even if we were, we won't. Yeah. Which well, makes perfect sense. Well, it's a privilege. But it's nice to see you up close and personal, yeah. Martin, with, with your enormous um, showbiz hair that you've now <laughs> seemed to have acquired. Well, that's uh, the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> enormous showbiz hair. Uh, I've well, always had showbiz hair. Move on. Well, listen, thanks thanks for coming in. Uh, not only is it a pleasure to have you here, but um, we're lucky to have uh, Mr. Kevin Hunt a day with us. Kevin, great to see you. Yeah, lovely to be with two people with a full head of hair. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Who, start, who started the conversation by talking about how much hair they've got while I sit here slumping. <laughs> I would have had a word with Martin about that if he'd, if he's out, if he'd only known. It's nice he's to doing be with okay. Although it's grown, you, you've, you've it's grown, grown it in a bit, though, no, haven't you? Well, Obviously, it's, it's circumstances. There's a bit of organising and arranging going on, but it's, it's <laughs> Stop receding in a while about it. It's always nice to be in the company of the one-man lockdown that is Mark Webster. Basically. Oh, there you go. A lot of people go into self-isolation after meeting Mark over the years. <laughs> and then COVID came along and it just <laughs> Two made weeks more formal. Two never <laughs> enough. <laughs> what have you been up to, James? Kevin, what, I'll ask you first. Uh, you been a busy man? Uh, no, because uh, due to the global pandemic, pretty much everything <laughs> I do has disappeared completely. Is uh uh, no, the TV writing carried on, which is great. So I've been working on Have I Got News For You and uh, A League Of Their Own. But How um, weird was that, given the fact that, obviously, they're making them programmes and I guess most of what it, that is all about is the fact that you guys all just, you're bouncing off. It was, was there Zoom bouncing? No, you can't. It's, the, the novelty wore off really quick. First of, really, all, there was, yeah. first of all, there was the utter relief of the series actually going ahead. Yes, because because initially you think, yeah. well, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. It will all be cancelled because uh, there's four people in our house and three of them, my wife and the two youngsters, lost everything. So Edinburgh went. Ed was supposed to be going yeah, to Melbourne the day after. That all went. So Ali's done her first theatrical stuff this week. So uh, so it was it was it was a nuisance rather than a nightmare because she Ali had loads of money put aside for Edinburgh, which sort of saw us through, but. Not working. It's, it's it's after the first couple of weeks because we're freelance. So because uh, so, so you kind of used to. World, so uh, yeah. we're, we're all used sort of used to not having work. For yeah, two right. weeks at a time. Yeah. But when it turns into ten, and then and Ed, I feel sorry for the younger ones like Ed because he's generally they just want to be on stage every night. I don't mind. I'm old and grey now. So I, I'm, I've done my time on stage. I do gigs when they come along, but I don't yeah. particularly yeah. miss them. But Ed was great uh, on the comic relief. Show, so uh, yeah, basically, uh, when I was working there, yeah. but recently he was doing stuff online with Ed. So he's obviously. Uh, been giving them his gold because well, he's not had any place to do it on stage, unfortunately. Well, there is that, but that sort of answers Mark's question because once the novelty of working wears off, it's just not as much fun doing it on Zoom because part of the part of the joy, as Ed says, of being a stand-up is seeing the audience reaction, but also it's mucking about with your mates before and it's going, it's getting drunk in the dressing room yeah. afterwards, and it's the same with writing on those shows. Basically, it's, it's three middle-aged men and uh, the, the odd rare middle-aged woman. Just goofing on. You spend, you spend, but you spend a day, and you have to even simple things like you have to make your own cup of tea and get your own lunch. That's not yeah. right. But you, you, and you can't just and indoors. Yeah, yeah it's 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 odd, and it's it's. But but, it's, well, but we're just grateful to have the work to be perfect. Well, the way yeah. the world of uh, yeah. working in talk sport, which is what I'm doing mm. now, yep, um, it's provided me with absolutely none of those problems. I know, but <laughs> because you don't need that, I know, and it's it's but, it's a strange bedfellow. Is the fact that. Um, I end up I end up with a radio show where I don't. I, this is it's not like it's my full. It's not like seven days a week. You know, it's it's a show a week. But by God, is it great to have something to focus on and pay attention to and and and, and, and build up for and create ideas for? It's made me. I've got very lucky. 
yeah. is that well, lockdown hasn't had a specific effect in that sense. But also, it's great because I've got the, the Palace pod that we do, the five-year plan. So pod. that's the thing as well. So that's it? great. But you, you, obviously, we didn't do that for three months because there was nothing to talk about. But we had the Price of Football pod, and that's, that's great. But at the same time, it's just, this is brilliant now. This is only the second time. I did TalkSport last week back in the studio. Human people. And being back here now in this grotty dingy little room (laughs) that we we are in but I can't tell you how happy I am because it's just some sense of normality and because we're all we're social beings in our world it's like we 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 muck about and we tell each other that we're miserable gloomy people we're not we're social and you want to see people's faces and you want to get the actual reaction and and even though I know the people on the palace pod inside out it's still not the same doing it via zoom as it is just doing it and just the, the mere fact that we met in a socially distanced pub for a pint before, and it's like this is this is great. This is how it should be. And I've, it's only now that you start to realise how much you missed it when it when it was. Yeah. But the, the thing is, of course, as well, there'll be people listening to this going, oh, "Yeah, we've our hearts breaking for you, mate. Really. <laughs> all, you, all you had was your TV writing work and your, your football and your. You well, know. we'll come on to it later as well. Yeah. The, the the book that you're going to be oh, uh, releasing. So we'll yeah, come into the second half. Yeah. So I think there's there's some stories in that that uh, myself and Mark can probably oh, yeah, you're help. Both. Chip, Apparently, uh, you're both in on. You may be involved in. Like, it's like I should check the index. You're Carry both. on talking. Yeah, if, if there is no index, but if there were, <laughs> you'd be under W. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Well, listen. Oh, my surname. Let's try. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, chose the... <laughs> I chose the wrong there one. There you didn't go. I? Oh. <laughs> All right, L for loud then. <laughs> football. We'll, talk, we'll bring it back uh, to football, James. So let's, yeah, let's have a look. It's been um, quite an interesting couple of weeks. Wow. A lot of goals, a lot of things happening. I mean, it was a great start, Kevin, for Palace initially. Yeah, isn't, it, isn't, it, is it, is, isn't it strange how you start to get used to football with no crowds. So the mere I, fact that football's... So quickly for my mm. own I, Yeah, I mean, I can't... I, I can't I've kind of bought into it. I can't wait say. to get back, but the, the, the game against Southampton was odd, our first game of the season, because we went to watch it in the... Every game in lockdown I watched, because Ali's not been very well, so her immune system's sort of shot. So Ed's, Ed's my son's turned into Howard Hughes and literally would prefer it if I stripped naked and showered. When every time I came back from the shops, well, most right. most of us would always prefer yeah, but, that. Obviously. So, so during lockdown, even when the pubs oh, were enough. open, I, I wouldn't. But for for the Southampton game, a few of us went to the properly socially distanced. But we could look out the window at the floodlights at Sellers Park while we we're in the pub watching Palace play at Sellers Park, which was which was weird. But so what? But the actual football itself, I think, has been great this season as well. Yeah, been, I need to ask you about this immediately because I know full well, knowing you, that that television, your team on the telly. That is about the only time you get your 10,000 steps a day in. Away games. You will never... Well, <laughs> Away yeah. Games. yeah, because you go to home games. No, yeah. So you no, can't go to home games. I can watch, so oddly... What are you doing with yourself? Martin, are you watching it on the box? Martin probably doesn't really... I, I can't watch away games on telly. He has I, some I, foibles. I, I can't be in that. My, my son's best mate, who's a Man United fan, came around for the Man U game and I... As he came in, I went, nice to see, see you. Later. It's nice to see you. <laughs> I'll see you later. I don't know what it is. I just get, even at my age, I just get too nervous. Where'd you go? Where'd you I walk? just go for a walk. I've got a, route. I've got a route. I've got a route, and I know, so I stop you know, at... 45-minute route, 90-minute yep. route. I know, I know where, to, where, where I check for half-time. I allow, I allow, three, I I allow three minutes. Yep. So that, um, I, I don't... Uh, if, and if West Ham's on, I uh, tend to not do the first half with any knowledge. And then if it's not utter disaster I do the second half but stood behind the settee (laughs) and then hands on watching no ball pacing caged tiger wow and then possibly when it gets like like against Wolves I actually uh, went round the front of the settee and sat on the edge of it and watched the last 10 minutes sat down even when you oh because you're 3-0 up well, I have but even to, then, I wasn't there. I, I, I have to say, though, Martin, that I think this season is shaping up to be one of the most interesting at the moment. I, I agree. Because yeah. Palace, agree, we had sorry. Palace had such an unusual close season in that we bought players. I can only assume that Palace had the checklist upside down because instead of <laughs> there, there will there will be, I reckon, ten thirty-four-year-old defensive midfield players <laughs> around, <laughs> around the country. Phoning, they'll be phoning their. <laughs> They'll be, they'll be phoning their agent going, you said Palace were coming in. And, they, yes. and yet we've brought, in, we've brought in younger, exciting attacking players. Fantastic Roy Hodgson, players. to my complete surprise, has played Mitchell at left back, the 19-year-old. 
And we're, even though the, the possession stats, we had uh, 34% possession against Southampton, 28 against Man United, but we were still the better team and we're still playing a different sort. And funny enough, I spoke to the CEO before the season and he just said, there's something, he said, I can't explain, but there's something slightly different. It feels like something's been unlocked at Palace. Oh, mentality and, and, shift. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it, considering how badly we finished... Almost the worst thing that happened to us at the start of lockdown is that we beat Bournemouth in our first game and that was we were safe. And from then on, we just drifted aimlessly. We played terrible, terrible Roy Hodgson at his worst football. Right from the start, we've been on the front foot. Yep. We've played controlled possession football. It's not We're not camped on the edge of the 18-yard box. We're, we're taking the game to teams. And it it's really exciting. And, and we've deserved a point against them. But I think this season, I, I think probably Fulham, you can discount. But I don't. I, I think it's really difficult to tell can to predict I, the top. The, even like the Man City game last yeah. night, I think Liverpool will still win. But I'm, at the moment, you, I, every team looks like they can beat. It's great having Leeds back in the Premier League, isn't I, it? I really genuinely think. Yeah, so. but fantastic watching it. But and it seems seem to be the lack of a crowd. You'll know this as a player, maybe. I don't know what the psychology is, but it seems to me that teams are slightly more attacking. It seems that they're not sitting back on Leeds. They're not. Yeah. Now that's exactly yeah. what I was going to ask you, Martin. Yeah. Because there seems to be a, a, a swerve again. That the home advantage seems to be not a massive thing. And there's a conversation. The West Brom-Chelsea game may be a perfect example in which it might be argued that the home crowd were got them across the line. Now, I like that. And, I, and I'm a massive fan of the point of, of course, you know, of course we want to be there and we want to do all that stuff. But I'm also still kind of working on the principle going like, Jesus, you're professional footballers. Yeah. Finish the job. Well, I don't think I don't think West Ham would have beaten Wolves four 0 with a crowd. I know, but this is it because it's a psychology. Because yeah, yeah, because because, exact, exact because you know yeah. I've, I've been there. I've been to West Ham. Poisonous atmosphere. Ten fifteen minutes in, if you're not one 0 up, the crowd are on their back. Actually, one 0 We were we were, were yeah. one 0 up at once at, at, at that time. In which case, it gets very pensive. Yeah, so, you, and West Ham would have sat back on that one right, goal. So that's one yeah, just yeah. drag the game down. So, yeah, yeah. so, so as a psychology. So as a player. Yeah. Now, you, Martin, you'd have played in front of you know thousands and tens yeah. as a, as a yeah. footballer. Does it? How much is it percentage-wise? Do you know what? We were, t- we were chatting about this. I can equate it to, in terms of what we're watching at the minute, we're watching some of the best players in the world. If you compare it to the recent World Cups, which are just the most carefree, like, let's go at it, mm. gung-ho, your British Bulldog games of football you've ever seen, yeah. that have almost thrown out that 90s mentality towards defending. Yeah. Also, the psychology, let's, let's look at Sheffield United as a perfect example. Yeah. Going to Sheffield was horrendous. Even if you wouldn't play reserve games there, it was terrifying. Really? really you really, Sheffield has got a, got, you know, it's cauldron of Yorkshire, Leeds. Yeah. Those sort of teams where, you know, the home advantage is everything. And I think Chris Wilder, they had a kind of fortress mentality and it's so quickly unpicked just mm. by having a few... Well, you know yourself, as a Palace fan, when you've got the hoodoo over another team mm. and the, you can feel it in the ground, you can feel something happening when someone cocks up or when the ball goes awry and everyone gets on their back and it's... It's this kind of communion of you know chaos. Sometimes I, I, I don't think I, I'm, well, I'm. I'm convinced that Roy Hodgson wouldn't have played Mitchell at left back if there, there was a sold out Sellers Park. I don't think you would. Have t- I think he feels that uh, at Old Trafford, this is an opportunity for a, for a kid to play at Sellers Park. This okay. is an opportunity for a kid to play that he wouldn't put him under that amount of pressure in front of 60,000 people at Old Trafford, but in front of 300 people at Old yes. Trafford, well, this, give him a go. Why not give him a go? Right. And I think, you're yeah. seeing, so I think we're seeing more, I think we're seeing more open, okay, more so, open yeah. football. So we yeah. may, you, you might argue then, say 8, 10, 12 months down the line, we may reap the benefits of the fact that we're seeing new things being at the football that aren't driven by fans. And I, I, I still might, I still, I still don't know what that means, because given the fact that as a, as a fan who sits in the stadium, most as much as anything else, you've got factions that that talk to each other about that you know he should be out, he should he be should in, be, he yeah. shouldn't be there, we should sell him, he shouldn't be the manager, blah blah blah. I don't know what percentage of that feeds onto the football pitch. Well, you, we all know players that breed better under that sort of pressure and the cauldron that kind of that that furnace that creates these like steely players that yeah. perhaps because reserve games we'd always do it so we'd play in these beautiful stadiums against decent reserve teams so and you'd play proper football games aren't yeah they? in That's empty stadiums and like kind of reserve games you'd be like 
but can they do it in the league? Yeah. And then you would go so to that, the league. So those are the questions that are asked right. of you as, as, as a pro. Can you go from a kind of, you know, a, a, a non sort of like, you know... Are you, techni- yeah. are you technically able? People's are eyes are on you. Can you do yeah. it without the eyes on exactly. you? Exactly. Really? I think, yeah? I think there'll be a lot of players that, that have been made by this. Uh, as you said, with Mitchell left back, a lot of lads that kind of, with the techniques never been in doubt and the yeah. abilities never been in doubt, but you put them on a, because training ground matches are not the same. When you put them, when you go to Anfield. Can I, go can to, I just oh, say boringly enough? Uh, because uh, I, the NBA is something in my background. Yeah. Of course. Is that, as we speak, uh, the NBA have been playing in Disney in Florida yeah. in a bubble and teams and players have emerged that no one thought would emerge. I mean, granted, well, there are the big ones are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but it may be that your point you made may just be well made is that if you remove that dimension, that suddenly you've this talent. But, of course, the point being... That's great, but guess what? In a year's time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you've you got to actually but, do it in that circumstance. Mark, you and I over the years have met and interviewed a lot of professional footballers at, at all sorts of levels. And I always ask them, because I'm interested, what's it like to... You know, what the, yeah. And they all say, we're professional footballers, like you'd, you'd rather celebrate with your teammates and with the fans. And the fans are great, of course they are, yeah. we love the fans, but... You're but, a and, unit, aren't you? And I, I've yeah. noticed that as well. There's no... Yeah, the tackles are still flying in. You yes. look at Leicester yesterday, the way they celebrate those goals, the fact yes. there's no crowd there. And also, I think what what has made a difference with the crowd is that, and, and of course we'll have to speak about VAR eventually, is I, I've, some of these penalty decisions would not have been made if there were crowds. Yes. Oh, it's, interesting. It's, cool. it's, 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 it's simple yeah. as that. It's, it's, it's as simple really? as that. The, the penalty we got, I mean, and karma... Good luck to Karma. It's supposed to. I know what goes around comes around, but Karma could have waited a, more than a week <laughs> before. Before like, the penalty we, we got at Old Trafford, technically within the letter of the terrible, terrible guidelines at the moment, technically that's a penalty. Yeah. Right. Technically, the penalty that Joe Ward gave away is a penalty. It's not. But technically, are you thinking crowds uh, uh, will Trafford, influence it? I've got no wow. doubt. Wow. See, I don't <laughs> see that. I, I, the, the, I don't. Think, I don't think in a million years. Really? The referee would have given that penalty in front of sixty thousand people. Generally, I cannot. I, I don't disagree think more. I and we, but I, I, I like yeah, your, I like right, your right, version better and also, than my version. The other theory as well, because there's, I think there's three new Premier League referees on the list this year, and I'm fairly convinced if you've got a referee like yesterday, I mean that Tottenham penalty was just ludicrous. Yeah, ludicrous. He hit the back of his arm. That's ludicrous. I mean, this whole now he put his up. What the Brian? No, no, but, this, but this, this this whole nonsense about no, it. F- FIFA <laughs> talk. No, no, but FIFA talk. FIFA used the word natural silhouette. That was is, actually the proper there is, natural there is, silhouette. There is no natural silhouette when you're playing for. Putting your arms behind your back is not. Uh, a natural you see silhouette. my natural silhouette, by the way. <laughs> it's impossible. It's, it's absolutely banging. Just That's for, an after hours special yeah, boys. Exactly. Yeah. Well, for older people, just think about the start of the Alfred Hitchcock TV show. And then, <laughs> I mean, uh, Coupled with yeah. John Travolta, but also I think. Because you've got uh, this, and this is my this is my, and I'm fairly convinced of this, albeit for comedy purposes. But if you've got if you've got a new referee, right, and he's referee, and he's, and he's excited, he's doing a Premier League game, and it's a shame it's not a crowd. But Mike Dean's a VAR ref, and Mike Dean goes, uh, "We've got an issue here. I need you to go and look at the screen." But uh, basically, you go and look at the screen. We're going to show five seconds of Tom and Jerry. You nod, pretend because that's the end of the conversation. Remember that we we know we know where you live. I've got I've got your. <laughs> I've got your kids. You just back away and give a penalty because it's because it's a penalty. So because what what new referee is going to say? No, Mike, I disagree, Mike. And the say and the other way round. If you've got yeah. one of the new refs, the thing about who's the VAR is, ref, he's not going to say to Mike, "You've made a mistake." Ref slaves matter. I'm not treading on no ground here, but this is this is this kind of the the classic conundrum of. Um, new rule and technology in which they seem to have kind of fallen on the on the side of the fact that at some point Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to drop out of a bubble and say no I think you'll find the technology is ahead of the actual spirit of the game and so you end up with this kind of bizarre situation where um you're trying to fix football but then you start adjusting football to the technology that's fixing yeah, well, football, which a, makes no bleeding well, sense. Well, the, the, well. The, the frustrating thing is that around about November, December, referees will start will stop giving these penalties. 
essentially. Well, it was, I but don't then, think but they it, can, Kevin. It's, then it's, they will. The, the referees will. Because IFAB says they can't. Well, you know, they will. They will. <laughs> there will inevitably be a readjustment, but that's too late because we've already lost the point against Everton. And the the, 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 the there we are. But then the nonsense of VAR is. It's like West Ham last night. I was really Ed and I were very disappointed because we we've had a quite a strenuous tight trying, as you know, personal circumstances, family stuff, you know. But we sat down last night, we come through it, we sat down with the intent purpose of laughing at West Ham getting stuffed at home See, to the wall. I so that feel was, terrible now. That was disappointing. But you, we, without like, a doubt... Because you know how much I love you and you, boy. But, but you, you so <laughs> deserved... Of course you deserve to win that game. You play, West Ham played very well, but... Yep. As, and, and as the PGMOL pointed out afterwards, when Wolves said, well, hang about, that first goal... A, the ball was moving from the free kick. B, it was four yards away from where it should have been taken. And they went, well, VAR doesn't get involved in restarts. So somebody in VAR, yeah, well, somebody in Stockley pick, Park's pick going... Bones out there, somebody in Stockley Park's going, that goal shouldn't be allowed to stand, but we're not allowed to get involved. That's Martin, what, you know. I need to ask you, yeah. as a football player, you are probably in, a, in, in dressing rooms now, and I've, I've seen this said a lot over the weekend, with this fact that, that like any... Hand on ball is handball. Are you being coached to say, hit it at yeah. whoever's in front of you? Well, it would encourage you to. It would encourage you to shoot no matter what, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, the, the, but, this, but, but, this, but, this mentality. But literally, quite literally. I mean, because I mean, you're yeah, la- listen, you're allowed to lead go two, down. We, as lead a two, we can hit the bottom corner, so we do <laughs> we do well to hit someone's hand. So to be honest, hit the target. I mean. If you, it's the it's the nature of it, isn't it? If you don't shoot, you don't score. And also, how many goals have we seen when people strike the ball low and hard across, and it always it always goes through someone's legs yeah. and sure. under the keeper. But and the same thing for handball. So, 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 it's so, so percentages wise, if you're if you're up in the Premier League and, and you're, you're now subject to the VAR rules, they're surely saying to you, you re- if you're thinking about crossing, don't hit it at the guy who's in front of you. Because if it hits him on a bit of his body, which if he hits him on his arm, you're going to get they, a pain. They hit shots at first time. So in the Premier League, you don't get time to take a touch. And oh, okay. Generally, unless that touch is so tight that, they're, that they didn't know they've got it. What I'm saying is, at that point, it's muscle memory. So shooting yeah. isn't about, oh, I think I really guy's must, hand's exposed. I must try and get his thumb yeah. and you know as what? best I can. And there must, there'll, be some, there'll be one or two things where you that might happen and you never know but you can't predict you certainly can't predict hand speed's probably quicker than leg speed so it's probably harder that's a good point as well actually yeah because yeah, it's what you they're, do? they're your best limbs yeah what I don't understand Martin is that A why they've changed it and B why if, if your if your local council wants to build a road they have to consult with hundreds of people yeah and surely, as Roy Hodgson said, why, why are football people not being Roy asked Hodgson about Roy Hodgson has been absolutely the leader of men on this, by it's the been way. Fe- but, absolutely yeah. super. But, but the other thing, in the, in the midst of all this, because they haven't explained why they brought him, but also they've changed the penalty. Because remember this time last season, if a ball struck a hand in the penalty area, any, in any part of the build-up towards a goal, the goal was disallowed. Yeah. And now the rule's been changed that it can only, it's only if it's struck by the person who scored the goal... Jesus the, Christ. But only if what? it's below the T-shirt well, line. So I'm certain yeah. that the reason they brought this rule in is to say, well, OK, it's not fair to disallow every goal if it hits the hand, so we have to give every goal as a penalty. So it takes what it takes out is the whole notion of accidental Yeah, which, which and, is crazy. Listen, I, I, I don't want to get bogged down in this because I, I think, and this, and we're not going to talk about VAR. As, although so we, we bring us should. in mind, uh, we should though because no one's ever talked about this before. <laughs> but anyway, it's good to see, it's good <laughs> to see being, Leeds back. No, because we're going to end half there. Um, you're totally right. There's, there's absolutely massive flaws. In the same way that in League 1 and 2, they decided the vote on wage caps without yeah, oh. based on income of the clubs and they, and they changed the voting uh, threshold to 66% rather than yeah, 75. Uh, uh, so the then massively random... You cannot make legislate for some of the crazy uh, uh, shit. Which includes, by the way, the uh, Minister for Sport saying that... Um, uh, that senior levels of sport are obliged to look after their less good mm. members. Well, there which, you go. Uh, uh, by, which, by which he doesn't actually seem to have the capacity to know that the Premier League and the Football League oh, are yeah, two different, different animals in time. Well, you've now got this notion that um, the Premier League have said they will give 250 million quid probably to the EFL. But only if the championship clubs agree to wage cap, a wage which cap. they can, because and their logic being that it's going to be harder 
for well, those teams to come up and stay impossible. up. It's impossible. But well, but three of they the, can get but, up, but they can't stay up. But three of the Premier, yeah, but exactly. But three of the Premier League clubs that have voted for that will go down and then be subject to the salary cap that mm. they're imposing on the. Well, Ipswich and Sunderland yeah. now are having to adjust their caps from twelve average of twelve it's, grand a week to two and a half grand yeah. a week. So let's let's see. Yeah, that's unfair. Listen, that was the first half. Let's come back after break and chat a little bit more about some stories. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. All right, welcome back to the second half. Uh, just a couple of quick touches on the footy because I know we kind of went here, there, and everywhere. Uh, last night, a man, man City, Leicester. Did you see wow. any of this? I mean, Vardy. What? Just, uh... Uh, that was it's, it, Vardy's got their number, isn't he? That I mean, that's that's patently clear. But the goal he scored that wasn't a penalty. That I'm not entirely sure how he did that. Yeah. The one he let come across his body. Sort of the, yeah. the best bit about it was that I, I just come back. I've been seeing my wife is working away. And I got, so I, was, I listened to the first ten minutes on Five Live with Chris Waddle saying, "If Leicester aren't careful, they're going to lose this ten nil." <laughs> he said they're sitting too deep. Vardy's defending on it. They, they need to sort this out. Thank God they listened to Chris <laughs> Waddle's advice. <laughs> but Brendan, I Brendan as a as a Celtic fan, he's a county manager. I'm not going to. He's he knows what he's doing. They're, they're set up beautifully. But all, this, all this talk about. Um, you know, City had young players on the bench, but look at the starting eleven. But look at also, I mean, Madison. He's got that look of Vardy about him. He's got that slightly brat. He's got that, as, as I say in a book. The, the Vardy looks like he doesn't look like the sort of bloke you'd go up and say, "Can I have an autograph for my kid?" He looks like a seagull is going to have like, chips. You know what I mean? He's got that snap it, snap a your seagull that will have your chips. But what, I love you know that. I mean? But what? But what a player! I mean, that second penalty he got, the way he did the defender, just getting his body in front of him. There's a, you know that as a striker, there's an, there's an art to that. I mean, we to, put to, fifty grand bid in for him when he was at Halifax to play up. For, I, I was like, wow. oh, you heard this Vardy kid? I think Diddy Man was our gaffer, and he was like, oh, we put in a fifty grand bid. We wouldn't pay the extra few hundred quid a week that he wow. wanted, so he went to Fleetwood. Well, you probably wow. quite. He wrong. did all right. Probably, I mean, he could have prolonged my career for it. Flick it onto him. Could, for could two you imagine you as a two? <laughs> I, I, I'm giving for you about the five minutes. I'm giving <laughs> you the big man job in that little in that little relationship. Yeah, so that would have been I nice. I think you're going to see. And I, I don't think so. I think Liverpool are going to probably run away with the title, but I think everybody else is going to beat everybody else in this. Team. I think yeah, Fulham. Previously speaking, but, Arsenal are playing Liverpool, and if Arsenal, uh, just for the, the joy of listening to this later on, yes. if Arsenal nick it against Liverpool, I, th- there's an element of saying, why not an open season for me? Mm. Because Liverpool, of course, have got to do the repeat, which have as we know mm. from Man City, is a tough arse. Yes, second season syndrome for Sheffield United. Damn well. right. There is, so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why it's called second season. Even, but, even West Ham, even but, Wolves losing at West Ham, you'd have to argue, is that perhaps yeah. one, one starts having to not look at the fact that it's all in place. Yeah. I think there might be some questions. Can I ask you, Martin, yeah, as a striker, yeah. talking about Leicester? Cause it, and this is based... I haven't, because I'm not, I'm a big picture, I'm not details. Yeah. I haven't, done, I haven't done any research on this, but I, I, I don't think... Points. We'll come on to the book in I, a minute. I, yeah. I, but no, I, I don't think there's a team who scored more, more goals and fewer chances than, than Leicester. Yeah, it's really, inter- yeah. really interesting in um, the pundit, I can't remember who was the pundit, I think it was Neville on Sky Sports yesterday, whoever it was, saying that 10 years ago, Vardy would have made 100 runs mm. to get one of those penalties, and now he's making 10 to get one of those. But as a, as a striker... Are you aware in your head of how many chances you've missed to oh, each goal yeah. that you've scored? Yeah, absolutely. And this, with this, and the unfortunate thing of not having pace, you are restricted to take that one chance again with Vardy. The beauty of Vardy is the fact that his timing of his runs now, it's, he's honed the skill 
but also having the teammates. You know, they'd always give they'd always give one of his teammates the credit as well. They always go drink water can spot his runs, Tielemans can spot his runs. Actually, his if you can't spot his runs, you shouldn't be playing midfield for Leicester because you just put that ball into the space. He turns bad balls into good balls. He harasses. You're totally right about his attitude and his tenacity just comes out because I wouldn't want him hunting the back of me if I was a centre half. He's he's the closest player I think there is in modern football to Ian Wright. In that he does things that you shouldn't do because he's never been coached. Yes. He's, it's, it's all instant. He, he started football late, as Ian Wright did. So he's never had that coach saying to him, no, you shouldn't do that. He's supposed to be turning the other way, not you shouldn't be volleying the keeper from 30 yards. You should be holding it up yeah. and looking for the... So it's, it's, it's instant. And it's, it's, a joy to, it's a joy to watch. And, it's, yeah, it's, it's, and uh, again, and, are, we, are we bereft of centre-halves? Because this is this seems to be the biggest conversation. That I mean, you know, you, you, so so you know, Chelsea bring in you know Glasserie's best centre half ever, <laughs> and but equally, you tra- there's there's a massive chase around for Ben White, you know, and, and he who, who yeah, stays yeah. at Brighton, you know, because Leeds won him, probably quite right too. Is this a good year to be a striker? Because there's not so. Is there a paucity of decent defending? Well, I, d- I think so. I, but that famous old adage about, you know, that, that Mike Tyson quote about, like, everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. And you get punched in the face. It's the same with pace. Everyone's got a plan to tear up against pace. Yeah. It's made Theo, but players like Theo Walcott were untouchable for maybe two or three seasons. Sure, yeah. Untouchable. And that raw pace of Michael Owen, you cannot, you just can't. And when it when it comes at you, the funny thing about Vardy is obviously his age, but the fact is t- the timing of his runs and the people who are delivering it to him, which probably gets better as he gets older. Well, doesn't it, it, the timing gets better. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. You get, you'll just get phased out. If you're at a big club, if he'd have gone to Arsenal, he'd have been phased out. It's yeah. just an actual... Wouldn't, he, he wouldn't have started, would he? Yeah. Nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. have come on, you'd been an impact wide player. <laughs> it's, inc- it's incredible, isn't it? And yeah, if you, if you're at think that, about it. And with yeah. hindsight, I mean, you know, but, uh, delighted uh, for is him. The, is, are defenders terrible at the moment, Martin, do you think? No, I don't think they're terrible. I just don't think that they can deal... They're just almost... <laughs> I don't know if the coach in terms of posi- positional coaching and technique doesn't matter a, a jot when you're sent off. If you're playing against pace and they're getting behind you. The problem, I, I, Jamie Carragher, I thought, put it really well. They were talking about City struggling to replace Sergio Aguero. He said, it's not Aguero they need to replace. They need to get a centre-back. Yeah. They need yeah, to pay 100%. a million quid for a centre-back. And then you look he said, at Chelsea. He said, they will score enough goals this season without Aguero. Yeah. Yeah. But, and again, City... Um, Maguire and Lindelof aren't good enough no, to, win the chance, no. to win the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, Maguire, City Maguire, centre backs Maguire aren't good is, yeah. is, the, is arguably the first name on the England team sheet. Yeah. But, so, in theory, you should be saying, well, United, what a starting point. Look at your back four. You've yeah. got the best man yeah. in England playing at centre half. Well, it's, but you look at Leicester. what's alongside him that's not working? I mean, Wan Bissaka, my God. Uh, yeah, you, he's what, a different level. What, who, what a mess he, he made he didn't of, play the, the weekend. Who would, you, who would you rather have centre back, Tuncho and Johnny Evans? Or Lindelof and Maguire. It's, well, this it's, is it. They're yeah. proper. They're proper old school. It's like yeah. Gary Cahill, who's, who's without a doubt the best value. Perhaps old-fashioned <coughs> transfer last season. Yeah, proper, are the best you, fit you, in you, the modern. You've got to have it's. It's and the thing is as well that at, at clubs like Man City, like Van Dyke doesn't want to defend. He doesn't particularly want it. He wants to be a midfielder. It's like the goal he gave away against no, Leeds. He wants he to run out with yeah. the ball. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're yeah, a Liverpool yeah. player, a Man City player, a Man United player, you don't want to be a... Yeah, but well, I think he's Tompkins you know. fan as well. I think Tompkins is great. If Tompkins could... Brave, if, I think he's brave. I think he's strong. I think he's, if, he's reading of the game sensational. If, if Tompkins... I, th- I think it's really interesting that Roy Hodgson... And it's a good problem to have. It doesn't know he's... But Roy Hodgson has decided, and I know from several club sources, that Kiate is going to be his number one centre-back this season. Kiate would... Well, uh, Kiate no, was obviously he, at West Ham. And um, as he's got older, and he's six foot, probably three, four, yeah. looks exactly like you want to be yeah. a, a football-playing well, centre-half yeah, because yeah, he's got he's, Naus. Well, he's, and, and, he's, and this, he's also... He's Sacco without the mistake. But, yeah. but of course, Basically, now which, we talk yeah. about... Declan Rice, if we talk about yep. West Ham. And yep. the, this idea that this fella who gets to basically, well, where the captain's armband. It plays every minute. Every and game. plays every minute yeah. of every game. Plays in midfield. Or can probably for four times as much wages go and join Frank Lampard's yeah. Chelsea yeah, but- Revolution and drop it in the centre-half. But you mentioned Wan-Bissaka. So, we've, we've, yeah. we've got Cahill... 
we've got Scott Dam, we've got Tompkins. The problem is getting all of them fit at the same time. Yeah. And I think Cahill will be his first. They all they want to defend. But the, they've got two, the Max in front of them the, the as well. Two who have been they, fantastic. They, they help them. That's, that's, that's enormously important. Yeah. Isn't but, it? You, but you mentioned Wan-Bissaka. I've never seen a player at Palace enjoy tackling and yeah, defending he more. It. He celebrate. Yeah. He, yeah, but, he but, would celebrate but, tackles. But, yeah. He wants look, to defend. Look at the Man United yeah. game on the weekend. He was ripped out of positions. He looked like a man who did not know it, what his job was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. never on Solly March, ever. Yeah, yeah. So, and, that, and that fella, Solly March should have had about six goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Absolutely. Oh, the space that he had to work in. Now, that is nothing to do. I, I would argue, of course, it's Wabasaka's responsibility. Yeah. He's the right back. But you might also argue it's the way that United set up, well, this which is, is confusing. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't get to match or you don't set up in a way that kind of seems to understand the opposition. Listen, uh, I, I want to move away because we got for the last for the last spell of this because um, we have certainly we we ain't going to fix the Premier League's defending as Mark Webster slaps, slaps the hardback. And <laughs> um, Kevin, can you? Talk us through your new book, please, because we're, we're privileged to get a wee sn- snippet. Who the hell does he think he is? <laughs> What's he doing sitting down writing books? Who does he think he is? Is this the book that you're both in? Uh, well, this I'd love to hear about that. Uh, Can you? Is it though? I don't nice know. I've not, not had the privilege. Thanks, well, thank you. Head, we were chatting about stories about clubs. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying new book, because that implies that there might there have been others in the past. Then there might be others. Um, this is latest. Yeah, tome. a writer, a writer behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. And let's hope it does so well, because then I might not have to sell my house. It's um, yeah, it's out. It's lovely a, house, but it's available on pre-order. Uh, three three rooms, yeah, two baths. You uh, seen easy our, access for schools. Mark. You, you haven't seen our whole house. Sorry. <laughs> you, you're not allowed in our whole house. Uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, it's out on Friday in bookshops, Thursday in proper bookshops. It's available for pre-order. On we'll link it to, we'll link it to the pod. Yeah, it's, yep. um, basically, I had, I'd, I had the idea years ago. When I came home from a, a Palace game and my boy was about eight uh, and I could see something was wrong. And he's... And Ali was sort of hopping from foot to foot. And Ed, and Ed said, Dad, can I have a word? So I said, yeah. He said, um, can I support Blackburn? <laughs> so I just about, and I How said... How about random is that as a sentence? I, I, I said, yeah, of course, when, um, when you've grown up and left, you know, got your own house... You and I don't never, sa- never see you again. You can support who you like. In the meantime, put your palace pyjamas on, get underneath your palace duvet, and say, <laughs> say goodnight to sell us the cat. So... I, so <laughs> so I, I so I said to him, "Why? What, what's all this about?" Um, and he said, "Well, you you never come home happy from from football." I said, "Well, that's oh. not the point. You, I don't know where you got the idea that you're supposed to be happy at football." When he said, "So," <laughs> I, I sat down with Mum and I went through all the other clubs, and Blackburn was the first one I came to that uh, your Mum said you didn't hate. Uh, Amazing, and she and I said why, and she said this. <laughs> to be fair, he, well, he only got to bees. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 that's okay. He'd, no he'd, gone through, no, no. he'd gone through the league table basically, well, backwards. So, yeah. <laughs> so I said, and, and he's Steve Keen era. He actually said, and, and Mum said, you don't hate them because you had that whole you got drunk at an away game and phoned up and said that you loved her for the first time. So oh, yeah, clever, oh, Cle- oh, yeah. no, clever, clever mummy, emotional resonance, clever, clever mummy. Oh dear so God. I, so I said I wasn't drunk. It was six o'clock in the morning. I was hungover. But well, I mean, so the jury's out. So basically, I said, I said, to, this was after, it was after a midweek game at Blackburn, and the train broke down on the way back. And I said to him, uh, I, I said, I, I hate Blackburn, and I gave him, I, and I basically gave him a reason. <laughs> did you go for a list? So, so the, the idea was <laughs> right, here we the go. idea was percolating from way back when, but then. At the, start, at the start of last year, um, Ali had to give up work. She was working in Panto, but her dad was also, she had to pack it in. I had no work, so I thought, well, I can either lie on the sofa and, and mope, or I can maybe start writing the book up. So I wrote uh, a couple of sample chapters, sent it off to this publisher bloke. I know he said, it's really good, but it's not, I, I can't afford it. Uh, get yourself a literary agent. I said, I can't afford a literary agent. So, And my agent sort of half-heartedly sent it around a few people. And then... September last year, I was at this Palace charity thing. This bloke sidled up and went, oh, here you're writing a book. I said, yes, yeah, I, I, hopefully. He said, I, I, my mate is a commissioning editor at Bloomsbury. He said, he won't commission it, but I can send it to him. Yeah, yeah. So 
he said, and a week after that, I was in the office at Bloomsbury, and a week after that, they commissioned the book. But it was supposed to come out in a year's time. Cause, and I said to Bloomsbury, well, no, England will have won the, the, the Euros at the end of 2020. What, <laughs> oh, perfect, what perfect time. And he went, you can't write a book in two years. And it turned out he was probably right. <laughs> So, so I, also, we so, also can't um, win the Euros. So then in they a year's then, time. exactly. So then we commissioned the book. And I, I started. Like, so basically, it's it's a it's a it's funny, but it's a sort of working class social. It's an alternative history of every football club. Brilliant. There's some genuine research in there, but which one of which was phoning you up and asking you about Grimsby, and one of which was getting drunk with. So that's my favourite. I went to a West Ham game with Mark and his boys, yep. and I said purely Palace were away. I went purely for research. Yes, he, and, what he, game is uh, it? Where was this, Mark? Uh, uh, cup, uh, West, uh, West Brom, Brom uh, and we got yeah. absolutely trounced. That, uh, so there was plenty of time for conversation. Yeah, it, it, there's a line I particularly like in it. Was I can't actually remember which of Mark's sons said this because we drank a lot of research. Very <laughs> 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 true. So, um, but it's the history. I wanted to. I, I basically wanted to write about every club. In the in the league, but from a different angle. So, like the West Brom chapter is about the the eight reasons people give for them being called the baggies, all of which are bollocks. So I wanted to explain. Brilliant. So 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 there's a bit of proper history in each in each of them, but there's a different. So the Grimsby one, for example, I wanted to <laughs> to illustrate. Part is I couldn't think of anything to fucking write about Grimsby. Really. So You've got to ask the people but, who have been there. But, that, but, but also, but funny enough, done that. it was one of my favourite chapters place. to write because of the stories you told me about yeah. the, the world's largest prawn cocktail <laughs> festering on the which sun. Which is hard to believe. With Roy Chubby Brown. Uh, excuse me. The, the fact, when you said, uh, when not you, for now, but, but I need to family, know about when this you said later Roy, on. When you said the family day at Grimsby, which was hosted by Roy Chubby Brown, it's, the it, most it's infamous incredible. obscene comedian in the country yeah. hosting and, uh, the family with day. With evidence, with photographic with, uh, evidence. And then, I backed oh it up. But also the, the West Ham chapter is really interesting because I wanted to talk about you know the history, proper history of Thames Ironworks and now where they've ended up. But Mark's one of the only people I know who says if West Ham were winning the, the Premier League, everyone would love the new stadium. Whereas Mark's boys were like sentimental. So, well, we miss Upton Park. Yeah, of course. Whereas and Mark, I'm, and Mark, understandable. And, and Mark's yeah, going, that's all... the inherent nature of age, yeah. I'm the older person in that argument. Yeah, but Mark's saying this is all nonsense. So it's, and it's, it's fascinating because it's just like I wanted to give Mansfield as many pages as Liverpool, for example. And that's a beautiful... Which, which did did you find, Kevin, when you did this, you talked... Obviously, you talked to, you know... 500 people, whatever. Was the argument about their own clubs, did it become generational? Did you find that, say, a 20-year-old has as much oh, uh, interest in something that was oh, a 70-year-old yeah, no, no, argument no, no, funny enough, as yeah, vice yeah. versa? I, where, where the generation thing was interesting was that... Because at one stage, I had to address the idea. Because I, I, I keep talking about, I hate new stadiums, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time... I hated the old ones as well. Okay, there's one bit where I go, it's You've terrible. covered everything football, there, there football, nicely. Football was terrible in the 70s and the 80s, and grounds were shocking. But yeah, I'm still moaning about the fact <laughs> I've got to go to St Mary's, which is a dreadful... So, I had to, so that, they're all issues that I'm talking about through the book. But what I found was that, no, young, young football fans are as interested... The, the difference in the generations is, you know, for Palace, for example, is that younger fans want to win stuff for younger fans it's not enough just to stay in the Premier League because they haven't been through okay. they haven't been through two administrations yeah. several relegations they want to be going for the, to the Champions League they, why aren't the club selling, spending money yeah. and that was a, something I found at talking to fans at every club and also Bloomsbury were more keen to, for me to talk to celebrity fans and real fans to be perfectly honest but for, for the most part I was really I was pleasantly surprised by how interested in a club's cultural history football fans Football fans genuinely are, and so it's and it's not, not, so all, not all fundamental success. Every time no, you no, talk no, someone's also, like, it's not also we, we need to be Champions League in the no, next no, five no. years. And it no. also, it's not it's not necessarily a book about nostalgia. I mean, there, there are stories True. about me being a football fan. There's like one particular day at Cardiff uh, when we got chased by an actual train and Cardiff fans. <laughs> the same. There's so so I talk about wow, that's that's yeah. top tracing. Yeah, we. Um, we we ended up after the game. We relegated Cardiff, which was a mistake. So yeah, they don't like. We, we, but, but we'd we'd missed we'd, <laughs> we'd missed the special. So we got off the we we had tickets for the special, missed it, got on a normal train. So we were treated like. So we got off the train at Cardiff, and said to this copper, "Any chance you could walk us down to the ground?" And he went basically he said, "Call us Cockney twats and said, I hope you get your 
So that set wow. the tone. Set the, at the end of the game, the, the police announced that the um, uh, the police escort was no longer available, but we have provided buses for you, which very helpfully had Crystal Palace <laughs> chalked on the Giant side of the bus. The so it turns oh, out, wow. it turns out that we'll give three hundred fifty, we'll give three hundred fifty million quid to the NHS. Isn't the worst thing that's been. Written. <laughs> But, so we got. So we we ended up at Cardiff Station. And the, the, to be fair to the bus driver, the code of the bus driver kicked in because he they, they, he got those buses in. But because we weren't on the special, we were we were in the buffet at Cardiff. We didn't have scarves on or anything. So we we suddenly saw about fifty Palace fans, or we all knew, legging it down the actual line, not the platform, the line, legging it down the line, followed by three hundred Cardiff fans. It's like police academy. <laughs> And it's a true. It's a truth. And two minutes later, Which we saw one? we saw the Cardiff fans. Let, uh, uh, please, yeah. please can't be one. Uh, Martin, uh, sorry, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, uh, Martin indicated police can be one. Okay. Yeah. So it, just to clarify, I mean, well, that might have been finished. Kevin, go on. So there were so, three hundred anyway, running so, down so the, the next track. Thing, the next thing we knew, the three hundred <laughs> the three hundred Cardiff fans were running back. Because right. they trained. No, no follow, followed by the fifty Palace fans, and we thought, no! and we thought, oh fuck it, well played, boys. Good luck. Then, but then there was a train. There was a, <laughs> 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 a train. Oh, so, but I talk, I, but I, I do, but, but I do talk, but, and also I talk about the fact that we went to Wrexham for one game, and the special was one coach attached to a normal train, but padlocked. We couldn't get off this coach. So oh I, I talk about how bad. I talk I mean, about. But is, so there is. There's a main bar. There are it's, stories it's like the about the Wild West. It, it literally is the Wild yeah, West. There are, so there Cattle are stories car. about my experience as a Palace fan. But the, the majority of the book is a history of each club, but told from a slightly different. But it's proper facts in there. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. And, and, what, and what you find, of course, is because I wanted for you know for the for the ten thousand people who support Mansfield, there was important. To, to them as a Liverpool artist, you know. And also, but the things you find out, it's like Rotherham. At once, my favourite in the research, when I was, and I, I say research, I never had more than two websites open. I mean, you didn't, the well, there was no copy approval uh, on the no, story, no, so no, I'm no, assuming well, you took me for a It's a hands-on no, version. No, no, of this. no, it's a, you, I, I describe you very much as a player who should have, uh, would have graced the Premier League. <laughs> Thank you very um, much, Gary. Is that, I mean, that's, that's, you carry on talking, I'll look in the book <laughs> as we speak for the word Graced. One of my, it's like, for example, looking up because I did. I wanted to research it as I wrote it. I didn't want to spend six months researching it and then write it. I wanted it to be so, like. So, so it's a it's a it's a real it's like a real time knee knee jerk. You want yeah, to live I, in the moment for the stuff. I wanted yeah because otherwise to, it becomes it becomes extraordinarily dry. Exactly. I wanted to I wanted it to mm. be like stand up. I wanted to yes. of, yeah, yeah. to sort of come up with facts and write them down. It's, and I, I love live the in thing. the moment and I also like things that. like it's yeah. like the. Um, there's a bit in Shrewsbury's official website history where it said in the 1890s Shrewsbury was a hotbed of Shropshire football which made me laugh so it made me laugh so but, that's the best thing in the world but, but then it turned out there were in the 1890s there were 49 football teams oh wow in Shropshire because and so we love Rob, wow. Rob, so, so who's laughing yeah, now, Martin Gritton? Telford United. Not you yeah. and I. Rotherham once had a team that only played by Moonlight. Right. By what? Moonlight. There was a team called the West Brom. And you, the, the, the thing, the, there was a team in West Bromwich in the uh, 1905. There was a team of gentlemen called the, the Gentlemen Strollers, the West Bromwich Strollers, <laughs> aye, aye. who used That's... to carry the crossbar around with them and would find an open patch of land and take on all comers. To which is astonishing because if you've ever played Sunday football, no one wants to carry the crossbar. You ain't carrying the crossbar. <laughs> no, no, you, that's, yeah. you're, the, you're the geezer that now would even Bring your own drinks within the yeah. pub. But you find out all these bizarre facts. And that's you, amazing. And I, I, I only needed it confirming by a second website for it to, to go down as a fact. But it was, it was just <laughs> astonishing what you found out. And it's just like, it made you love football even more. And it, you come across all these characters. And, and of course... I've always had this thing, you know, Mark knows this more than anybody because he's, he's shared it with me for years. This, football was like the last bastion of, ro- of working class culture, in a, in a sense. It's, it's like if you want to know, like, as a kid, I used to get my shoot lucky ladders and all that. And, and yeah. I knew that saddles were made in Walsall because yeah. they were called the Saddles. You know what I mean? Yeah, I knew yeah, the clubs yeah, were yeah, made yeah, in Walsall. Fair Oval. play. And, and, and also, I, yeah, there you go. Exactly, yeah, but also, yeah. I think that football fans. Yeah, you know, people. Are, yeah, I like the theatre. Of course, I do. I like I like opera. But yeah, you know, if you're an opera lover, he likes he loves the dance but, and yeah, the but, opera. But if you're an opera lover, you're not going to Ipswich or Sunderland. If you're a football fan, you're travelling the country. You see these this places. You no. know how these places. And also, and coming across it as well, the thing, the the Burnley chapter, which is partly about Ladies' Day at Burnley, which is 
mayhem. We, we lost the sound man. We never saw him again. That, Burnley, they, have, they copied Ascot Ladies' Day, so yeah. ladies turn up at nine o'clock in the morning. Kiss on. No, they sell. They, they go to the game, but in, in the first part of the day, they drink Prosecco and they buy ladies' underwear. Oh, my God. Chaos. But it, Three o'clock kickoff. But the, start of that chap, the start of that chapter is about... It's, it's only just been unearthed. It's the, the oldest football film, I think, in existence. It's Burnley Man United. From 1903, it was a three-minute uh, clip of oh, wow. Burnley Man United, oh, and, wow. and you can see why it's called Turf Moor because you think. But what made me laugh about it the most is it never got shown in the Burnley cinemas. It's meant to be newsreel because Burnley lost two nil. So the propaganda, the producers said, "Local interest, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah." But it's just like it's amazing. You find out. You, even a club that you kind of think beforehand, you go, what am I going to write about Burton Albion? And then you look into it oh, and you yeah. find that every single club, I mean, you know. Well, listen. From your, and your, yeah. to, you know, Grimsby fans who I spoke to, who yeah. um, the Cod Army, yes. one of their fanzines. Who, Cod Almighty. Cod Almighty, rather. Cod, Cod Almighty. One of the God, finest God bless them. When, the greatest when, ugly name in. Yeah. What I didn't, I didn't expect that when Bloomsbury, because I didn't read the contract yeah. or take any notice <laughs> But I didn't he's, know he's very unprofessional. I didn't know that I, it was me that had to get permission to use the quotes. So it's like from the Cod Almighty website. I yeah, took yeah, a quote yeah. from that, and then you have to get in touch with them and say, "Do yeah. you mind if I use get it?" And, and, they, and they all say, "Yeah." But when I wrote to Cod Almighty <laughs> saying, "By the way, Martin Gritton features very heavily in, yeah. in the chapter about Grinsby," and they went, "If Martin's in it, if Martin says so, basically, and I and I said. Because uh, what you said about how much you loved it there, and yeah. I said that, and they just went, "We loved him as much as he." Do you know what? He loved yeah. it, you know. And I, I, I'll end it. I'm going to end it there, and in in a way that one of the proudest of the plays uh, about my playing, or all these kind of provincial towns around the country, was the fact that I got. I know the UK, but I know England better than yeah. than I'll, I'll ever know anything. I'll ever yeah, know yeah, yeah. And prouder of like you knowing so, everything. You played about so much fans, football and lived in so many yeah. different parts of the world. Didn't exactly. you? I'm playing pro- football. Privileged so to be able you, to talk about them you, still. You were so. I mean, I anybody. I mean, I was terrible at football. I was never going to be a professional footballer. But you were not lucky because you had the talent to do it. But I just think it's amazing that in several towns around the country, like in Grimsby, people in pubs in Grimsby <laughs> will be talking about His you. Name. Do you know what I mean? And I think in well, fact, I, in fact, I there think, are the Martin Gritton Arms <laughs> is seventeen <laughs> pubs around. No, 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 I, no, listen, no, no, no I genuinely think that's something. It's like I'm really proud of that. It's I, something. Isn't I, it? I, I know. I know that. Definitely for, something. I know that, that for some people, I'm their favourite comedian. Not everybody, exactly, but yes. I know that for yeah, some exactly. people. I'm their favourite comedian. The reason I remember Mark Webster's from uh, when I first met you, I got a gushing praise about me being obsessed with basketball and then when I was growing up in Cornwall, out of all the places. And I remember you and talking about the music and the culture of the cities, which is important. And tying that's all my thing. I had no idea what Seattle was like. I never, I didn't know who was from Chicago. I didn't know, you know, and you would talk about different things and that really brought brought the rest of it to life and made it kind of real. Listen, gents, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you both on. Cheers, Martin. We're going to link your book. What's it called? Way, Kevin. Who are you? Who are you? Perfect football clubs. And, and, and look out for the photograph of the three of us, which is forthcoming. <laughs> Kevin, for the last month, has only walked around anywhere in the streets holding the book in front of his belly. <laughs> Listen, and he. And by the way, he doesn't like the word belly. I hate the word. I'll let you have the last word. There, That's Mark. the thing. Perfect. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got ninety seconds spare in your day. Come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.